listeners, I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. And art and fun and all that and all those people in business that support those teen athletes. Yes, it's wild. We had a nice wild fiesta week. So for all those, we've got it. We've got to see the opening of fiesta. Uh, well, well, I was with you. I it, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> you and somebody else. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it you, was you amazing. You still got Laguna on the brain. That's why, right? <laughs> so the it, um, the dedication to love and the prayers that the the father offered, and then also the Chumash Indian blessing was just so heart heartwarming and you just felt a really strong sense of community we need that right now it was really yeah. beautiful community a sense of love hugging kissing right ed langlo yeah. put your hands yeah. together yeah. all right we got richard ellsworth also Woo! with us yes richard. chef richard dr d dominique hackett we got braille my braille transcriber um i don't know a little bird and i didn't see you there but um a bird told me that you were uh i don't know on the elks what wagon what what is the, that the elks carriage there's the elks carriage it's a 12 passenger carriage and yes we you had to bought a seat i scratched that off my bucket list <laughs> i was in the fiesta parade nice <laughs> that is awesome so yeah it was it was great and just to be there representing did you shake it shake it no, off maybe no 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 not shake not it, like did you sing not no? <laughs> did i Sing. Shake it, shake no, it. I didn't sing. I, I I did sing at the car show. Oh. I didn't see you there. No, I was the Elks Grew in the Grove car show. Uh, <laughs> that that I went did, well. I did sing. Yeah, it went real well. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Erica was at a wedding. Yes, I went. Ryan Landeros got married. My son's. He was my son Jojo. He was in the wedding, so it was a Saint Raphael's wedding. And then, and this is a hot spot. I love this, and I I've eaten there many and many times before because Dominique's mom Vera lived up in Los Alamos. But uh, the Grand Hotel is a great stopping point. Los Alamos Grand Hotel. Yes, Richard, you need to go check it out. Seriously, you don't know well, anybody. Your best friend is 70 years old. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like out of the radio. Because yeah. he doesn't have any friends. He's new in town. I new know. In town. So I, for, so the last, the first time he was here, the first, boy, I get in the car and all of a sudden I have a friend request. Yeah, nice. I, go, I know, right? So, I, but I've been following you for a long time anyway. You know, all your little trips and everything like that. But now you're back in Santa Barbara. I knew this place would grow on you. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, how could it not? I like, know. Yeah. Seriously. So what's the best thing about Santa Barbara? Because you're from Connecticut? Connecticut, yeah. Connecticut, all right. Well, that's not a bad spot. Uh, it's not bad. It's yeah. it's a little quiet, a little, um, a lot suburban. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Rocky Point, and when I used to go to Tides Beach, and I used to look at, oh, there's Connecticut. So <laughs> <laughs> See the connection? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no? Okay. So, all right. So what? seriously, what do you like best about Santa Barbara? Um, I really just like the 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 culture and and sense of of community here. There's just so many options for anyone of of any background or with right. any interest. Um, I mean, you can find people to connect with. Um, for me, you know, that's that's only been been older people so far. Um, but it's just this um, this this hub of of um activity and 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 people that are just so welcoming and it's a love hub yeah I yeah think. exactly yeah yeah you, know, you could walk down with an obama hat a trump hat i mean no one's gonna knock it off your head it's the way i don't pe- i mean a lot of people's like feeling the anger and all this i i just don't feel it here i know maybe it's maybe i live in a bubble 
We're we're accepting yes. of our I diversity. Just think it feels really good. Yeah, I've been to a lot of places. It's an energy in the country. Vortex, it is. You know? I think it's we vibrate really high here. Yeah, and we're very accepting. We celebrate our differences. Yes, we do. Yeah, I really feel that way. And we've gone through a lot. I think I think the community. Uh, you were you here? Or you weren't here through fire and floods because you just got you were gone. You were yeah, gone through that. I was whole gone thing, through right? that. You were yeah. Gone. Okay. Yeah, I just missed then it. Then you came back. You just missed it. So you wouldn't understand. But we as a community, I feel really really hung in there and and it, it was beyond belief the love that poured out and with the tom reeds of the world um and the show of support for those so many that lost so much yeah people all of a sudden lost everything yeah so, brought yeah. a lot of people together i think they no. call them the bucket brigade the yeah. volunteers that yeah, went out and helped yep. dig out of montecito it was such a shock mm-hmm. to, to actually see that happen I don't think anybody really anticipated anything of that magnitude happening. And I think the the love and the support that all of our first responders received, and even now, I look at them all different. But you know what? Uh, the sense of community is such that when the weather comes, we all unite together because we know that there are some of our residents that are going to have to move in order to stay safe. And so there's a really strong sense of continued community that we're going to be there for each other. Mm-hmm. To be a to be a teen in over the last two years, it's it, it it's beyond belief. It 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 would have changed every single child to have to live who have to had to experience, live, experience that. that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was that devastating, especially yeah. if lived in Montecito, or mm. or hit Ventura really hard. But know, it, it certainly. Oh, it, it uh, sometimes being in Santa Barbara is a little bit of a bubble where we're sort of insulated from some of the other things going on around the world. But our experience of weather definitely put us in greater empathy with many other places around the world. Mm-hmm. I remember going down and watching Bishop win all uh, their their journey through the state championship, and going outside, you couldn't even see the cars were just filled with ash. Right, and so they wow. didn't have they didn't host the games here. We actually went down to um, Calu. And just, I remember to this, just breathing down there. It was so nice. It was such a relief. To be able to have the uh, fresh air after Oh, you had to wear a particle mask just to walk around Santa Barbara. We 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 still have 15, we still have 15 masks. Yeah, we bought cases. In 95 Yeah, I actually went around and started handing them out at grocery stores because I was blown away at how many people weren't wearing them. I'm just handing them out and say, look, just please put this on because this is not, this, can you not see it? I can't see you. So now Please it's, put on a mask. Yeah. It's part of our earthquake preparedness, along with our dried beans. Yes. Right. <laughs> so that that's another thing, too, is uh, we are going to be, a, hopefully next week will be the week that uh, Red Cross joins us, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Dominique mm-hmm. was honored by the Red Cross yeah. at the Braille Institute. You that was really that? fun. Uh, we got, had an opportunity to Braille their shelter instruction guide, so that was really fun. But uh, we got to talk to the Red Cross about uh, prepping and that's something in Sweden. They literally sent out um, a really great pamphlet to all of their citizens and said, hey, you need to take on the civic duty of becoming a prepper and being prepared for disasters. You can't just let your government take that over. All people have to prepare. Well, because they don't have the resources. They don't have the funds. So it's nice. Yeah. It's just a little reminder. So, so they're hey, going to they're gonna to help us talk about that. Yeah, next week, hopefully. Yep. So... Um, and then, so we're going to do, we've got Ed Langlow is going to talk about success. 
And then we're going to get a lot more information on food and power foods and what to eat and what not to eat. Dominique has got something in store for us, too, as well. 5G I'm just, network still a topic? <laughs> yeah, well, Absolutely. We, we were having... Uh, uh, Whoop. Come on in. I think in. they're coming in. I'm really excited. Yay, Holly's here. Holly. Yay, Holly. Well, we got every time somebody walks in. We gotta, gotta love Holly. Uh, so, and then Holly's going to give us a rundown of where, what kids need to be doing over the summer and getting ready for school. So, let's take a little break. This is Erica Salda. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back with more after these messages. are back and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. All right, so let's see. Hmm. Holly Ed, Holly Ed. Ho- we'll go Holly. <laughs> That's pointing to Ed. Isn't that great? Well, I know. Well, I, 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 I can read. I already kind of looked at all of Ed's stuff. I'm really excited. About, I'm excited about both of you. But uh, we've got Holly McCord Duncan in the house. Put your hands together. We're so blessed. First uh, week of every month, Holly's going to be joining us, co-host Holly, I should say, um, and talking about um, her business, Smart College Admissions, and what kids need to do and learn about and, and be on track, because it is a marathon, not a race, correct? Absolutely. When you make it a race, that's when the stress kicks in. But there's a much better way to go about this. And in fact, the timing is great, because on August 1st, you see applications opened up you can now see the essay prompts you will have to pick four of the eight and despite the fact that everybody thinks oh an essay they're really quite short they're not hard to write if you can get your topic sentence and that's oftentimes just getting going is a little bit hard the common application which is used by a lot of private schools is also now open the prompt did not change from last year and if i can give one bit of advice to all the seniors who think they want to go to college please look at those essays now please start writing those essays now because senior year gets packed to the gills and there's always that last minute rush and i tell you that's when the mistakes get made if you want to write a strong essay get yourself started now put it away for a couple of days bring it back out look at it you might be surprised you actually like it or you might look at it and think yeah i don't want that to represent me on an essay application once you've got yourself started have somebody else look over it for you be it a teacher or if you can bear to let your parents read them. (laughs) I find a lot of times parents are really willing to read it, but the teens are not quite so willing to share. So in that case, find a trusted adult, someone who you know has good grammar. Please make sure you've installed Grammarly on your computer so that they aren't still looking at misspelled words and other things because that's that's not the way you want to represent yourself at this stage of the game. You've and got it. Grammarly can be set up to check for plagiarism as well. Yes. And in fact, I've got a really interesting story. I don't know if I've shared this before. A friend of mine who also does college counseling, he works in Southern California. He had a student who was accepted to a college, put down her deposit, and the admission office called and said, we're going to rescind your offer because we think you plagiarized. And she was terrified because she hadn't. But she 
fortunately, had used Google Docs to write her essay. And Google Docs saves every single version of your essay. And so she was able to go back and prove to them that it was actually her original work. And they reinstated her, and she's all set to go to college again. But boy, she's famous now, too. She, well, <laughs> that's poor, just a famous you, thing. That, she, overturning that. What's, yeah. the, what's the chances of two people writing the same words? I mean, it has to. It can happen. Well, and part of the problem, he thinks, was that she had so many different people she was working with to edit it that there were different voices coming through. So try and stick to maybe just two people who you really trust to st- and stay true to your own style. You don't want somebody else speaking, changing the voice of the essay. It really needs to represent you. And oftentimes people aren't sure what to write about. And what I tell them is try and find something about yourself that is not represented somewhere else in the essay. Don't, I don't need another grocery. I don't want to read another grocery list of all the amazing activities you've done. I'm working with a student right now who has done some leadership things. And the ones that you would logically, if you look at his resume, so to speak, you would think, oh, he's going to talk about this one or that one. But what he chose to talk about was a moment where he didn't think he was being a leader. And afterwards, somebody came up and told him, that was really amazing. It made a big difference to me. Oh, that's a... And those are the kinds of moments. Yeah. The moments where you don't realize that something is happening or you have an aha moment Mm -hmm. after the fact. And it doesn't have to be, oh my gosh, I saved the world. I stopped hunger or something like that. It just needs to be an aha moment of growth for you. Mm -hmm. Because colleges like to see how you can grow. So for people who have a really hard time, they procrastinate like crazy. Do you have any success stories of where a procrastinator hopped on it and got that essay done? Somehow they always get them done. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess the only way you have to judge success for the procrastinators is do they get in or not, which isn't necessarily hinging on the essay. (laughs) But I will say students do tend to procrastinate. You are not alone. We used to say in college, the sooner you fall behind, the more time you have to catch up. (laughs) Common phrase in college. Last minute, get done. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. There's hope for procrastinators. There's hope for everybody. But what I will say is it ratchets up the stress tremendously. So if you can get those essays done, even a draft form, by the time school starts, you're going to be ahead of the game. Well, so how long are the essays? Or is there a maximum? There is a word limit, and it varies a little bit from application to application. I think the UCs, I should have looked right before I came, but I think you can you max out around 400, I want to say. So they're fairly short answers. And what's interesting is writing a long, rambling essay can sometimes be easier than writing a really short, tight, concise I'm essay. It too much. Yeah. So is the plagiarization other applicants? Where do they where do they get the plagiarism from the internet? People will oh, you can you can I buy see. essays and you can okay. all kinds of crazy oh, stuff. No, but <laughs> it lacks integrity and yes, you will be found out. Yeah. Because just like you can look on the internet, there are so many tools out there that will yeah. check. Oh yeah, it's crazy. So a couple other things I'd like people to be doing at this point: clean up your social media account, please, or please, delete please, it, or delete it entirely. <laughs> Don't let that represent, if that's not truly who you are, don't let it represent you. Because even if you think it's hidden, people take screenshots. People do things that can still illustrate that. And if that's not truly who you are, why do you even want it out there? Be authentic. Exactly. Aside from that, I would say start filling out the applications themselves, all the boring stuff like your address and your name, and you can save it and go back to it. But if you have to do it all at once, it's overwhelming. But if you can break it down into chunks, you're always ahead of the game. Nice. 
Nice, nice, nice. So of all the students that you've been working with thus far, have you had any like surprise stories where somebody didn't have, didn't think very much about college and then ended up into some very special spot? I think my favorite one right now is I was working with a young woman who would be a, she's a first generation student and she didn't, her mom was really keen on you should go to college, you should go to college. She wanted to go to college, but they just didn't think they could swing it financially. So it's when we started looking at schools, I actually steered her towards some of the private schools. And her mom, of course, looked at the price tag and nearly lost it. <laughs> <laughs> but she ended up at Seattle Pacific University. She has, is getting tremendous scholarship and she will probably graduate college with I would guess somewhere between ten and fifteen thousand dollars worth of debt maximum. Wow. Beautiful. Maximum. That's great. That's so. a beautiful thing steering um, in that direction. In my, my youngest son's case same thing. Everything kind of fell apart on him the last second with a coach um, getting fired. So ended up at CC for a year redshirted did a year at CC, then went down to Sandy because his whole life was about, my boy's always about baseball. I want to mm -hmm. be the pro, you know, I had the big dream vision, um, even though I'm six foot tall. No, even though I'm just, <laughs> no, just, just a hair under. Um, ended up down in San Diego, but the nice thing is, is he got to get bigger, developed, never got a B, and ended up transferring, same thing, to Holy Names. The most it cost me, my ex and I split it, but he had an apartment, I paid for laundry, I paid for everything because he never got a B, and he was a catcher, which is a nice spot. The total amount that I paid every month for two years was $265 a month. That's amazing. That is so amazing. So, And, and that's a, that would never have been reached in a, a public system. It just wouldn't. So he could have gotten in any school, but that, that price tag is what did it. And Holy Names is a great school. You know, and it was far away. It was nice, small, kind of like West Monty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was a really good choice. Sounds like so. it was a great fit. It was a good and fit. That's You're what right. I love. That's, that's I love it. the, the fit. fit. Not mm -hmm. the name, mm -hmm. the fit. Mm -hmm. It's important. There are actually, it's interesting, financial aid. I was just looking at yesterday. There are some colleges, mostly... I will say east of the Mississippi, but that are work colleges where you can actually, Goucher College, for instance, is one of them, mm -hmm. I believe, where you can work on campus. I mean, it, it can be physical labor, but you can also graduate with minimal to zero debt because that's the way they strongly believe that you should be able to work while you're in college. You can contribute to the community. Oftentimes, it's a very strong sense of building community. And so there are plenty of options out there. People are just wow, need to look at that. Wow, I did not know that existed. That yeah. is awesome. There's, a li there's actually a consortium of work colleges. Berea is one of them. I won't remember all of them. But if you're interested, it's mm -hmm. an e definitely worth looking into if you're willing to do the physical work. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to put in a certain number of hours per week and on-campus jobs. I really appreciate, um, Holly, that when you're sitting down with families and you're educating them, the importance of not, or trying to look at your whole the whole the child's whole life because to graduate with a master's and being over 125, 150, 175 thousand dollars in debt, it's I I. To me, I can't wrap my brain around it. And I feel I, my, my oldest, he did two years of school, worked at the same uh, job now, he's worked for eight years, worked, built himself all up to be the director of the company that he's with. He owns a condo, no debt, 
it's I, I try to explain to people the young couples that I work with when they have younger kids to put away some money now and have it there you know there's a lot of different opportunities you can do in different uh, financial vehicles you could place those funds to help you when we don't know if everything's going to be free or not but you want to but I love the I fact count that on it. yeah I love <laughs> the fact that you don't uh, encourage taking that path of the hundred hundred fifty thousand no. dollar debt no, yes. I think that's a mistake. Yeah. And there are better options. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's part of what I love to talk about is mm-hmm. there are better options. You just don't know because you don't know the right questions to ask. But mm-hmm. because I've been in higher ed for so long, I can tell you there are better options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how when you go into a grocery store, you comparison shop? Mm-hmm. How do you do that with colleges? How do you know what kind of an education you're going to get from college A to college B, C, D, E, and F? Oh, that's such a great question. Great question. <laughs> you did a great question. Why am I the only one clapping to the great question? Yay. Because great question. I find it fascinating that people seem to think that uh, the, the I don't know if it, they're referred to as the Ivy League schools, like, you know, Harvard and Yale and sure. the, uh, New York University and Arizona State University and on and on and on. Those are the places you've got to go, which is where you rack up the $100,000, $150,000 educational bills. And it's like... Well, wait a minute. Why couldn't I get the same degree at City College for a third, a tenth, a fifteenth, a hundredth of a, of the price, and still get a quality education? It's free if you graduate well, here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you graduate yeah. in South County, it yeah. is. Yeah. But anyway, so what about that in terms of the 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 not just the cost comparison, the quality of education from one institution to another? That is such. A great question, and it's it's would take forever for, to unpack it in the detail. I'd love to, but a general qu- response I would say is, what makes a question? What makes a good institution? What makes what is a good education? Because I think it's different for different people. Sure. And what I really, I, it's like saying. Walk into a concert and your friend says, "Oh, this is an amazing group. You've got to come to this concert." And you go in there and you suddenly discover it's something like throat singers <laughs> that is just not your thing because you're dancing. an '80s rock guy or whatever. But mm-hmm. and the whole time you're looking at your watch, going, "Oh my gosh, how soon can I get out of there?" <laughs> College should not be like that. But if you're somewhere where it's the wrong fit, that's what it's going to be. So when you're looking at colleges and you're trying to figure out, is this a good, is this a quote good college? The real question is, is this a good college for me? And can I find, do I see myself on the people around me? Do I think this is a place where I would like to be? It's a, every college should challenge you to some degree. If you're not being challenged, you're not growing and you're missing major benefits in college. (laughs) So what I would say is you want to balance the challenge and support. And for some people, that might be an Ivy League. It might be a Stanford. It might be a Rice University, which all of which are actually doing some pretty amazing financial aid stuff if you can get in. But aside from that, I would say if you think that it's a place that you would feel comfortable calling home, that these are the people you want to talk to for the rest of your life. These are friends who you would keep. So, uh, mm-hmm. Some of my best friends are still from college. And I'll tell you the moment I... I I had a good college experience. I had no regrets. Mm -hmm. But the moment that it really hit me how amazing my college experience was, when I was sitting in graduate school one day and the professor said something like, okay, at the end of the week, there's a five-page paper due. And it didn't faze me at all. And some of my friends were like, what? Only a week to write five pages? And I kind of looked around the room and went, are you kidding me? 
five pages is a night where I come from. <laughs> so it's so you were a, prepared. It's a different experience. And, and to decide what quality is really depends on you as an individual and what your values are. Mm-hmm. Great. And I know we need to go to a break, uh, but I have one more question along those same lines. Okay. You want to wait till after break? I do. Yo, exciting. Too, another section. Another section with Ollie. Let's take a break. It's Erica Saul, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salder, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Richard, I know you got a question, but I'm going to ask Richard real fast. Richard, where'd you go to college really fast? I just want to know. I'm, I'm putting this for your bio, for because you haven't handed me your bio yet, you know, for your co-host. I, I went to multiple colleges. So I went That's to awesome. I went to the Culinary Institute of America oh. for two years. Um, then I went to the University of Connecticut Ooh. for four years. Um, and then uh, during the summers in between those four years, I worked here at UCSB. Wow. Uh-huh. So your degree is it? Well, you have, do you have the arts of the so cooking? So I have culinary arts and food service management is one degree. Right. And then the other degree is in anthropology. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. How are we going to combine those two things? <laughs> <laughs> She'll have your really bio. Easy, we have a dig. Yeah. We have a dig after we eat. Eat first. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. And then we can start digging. Well, where did, where did the expression dig in come from? There you go. Funny guy. I love this. Yeah. Dr. T, what do you got to say? Okay, to follow up on uh, the question at the end of the last segment, um, are there any kinds of money-back guarantees, and then how in the world would you base that on the quality of education that someone got? I joke about how my grade school and high school education was so deficient because of a lot of the stuff I've been learning doing these programs over the last 40 years of broadcasting with the experts that come in and share with me about history and science and so forth, mm-hmm. thinking, I want to sue my grade school and high school. <laughs> Okay, for I, the I, gaps. I, I, for the gaps, yeah. I, and obviously, I'm being facetious, but college—that's huge. That's a huge. You can do that if, let's say, there's a problem with a house that you've just bought. You can sue. There's there's warranties that are set up for cars. There's warranties, huge investments. What about that in regards to? And I'm not talking about suing, but I'm talking yeah. about that aspect of saying, "Huh, I'm not going to pay you this because this was a lousy education." How do you? How That's do you measure question. that? How does how does that happen? I think colleges are grappling with that, honestly, because so much of it used to be college was not a consumer brand. And I think as that has changed, we've found that people are treating it more like a consumer product and they want guarantees. What they want, though, does still vary a little bit from person to person. But if you're somebody who thinks, I want a job, I want somebody to tell me I'm going to have a job within six months of graduating, those statistics are public. Those are actually part of U.S. News and World Report. So you can find all that information. Are colleges saying, if you don't have a job in this amount of time, we'll refund your money? For the most part, no. Those that do tend to be the for-profit sector. And I have some pretty big reservations about the for-profit education without doing a sincere amount of homework. There's some good ones out there, but there are also a lot that are taking people's money and putting them heavily into debt. So what I would say is if you're if what your focus is on is, I want to make sure I have a job by the time I graduate, 
first of all, look at the institution and their statistics and what percentage of their graduates have jobs when they graduate. Look at the average starting salary, if that's important to you. The other thing you should do is there are some colleges that are more focused towards that. There, I've just, I wish I could think of the name. It might have been Center College, Center University. Anyway. There are a number of colleges that are starting to do things like, from your freshman year, it is a class. Career services, professional development is part of the actual curriculum because they realize that there's the theory of learning and then there's putting all this into practice. Mm -hmm. And if they're not teaching students to bridge those two, then they're doing them a disservice. So I think you will see more, not a guarantee, money back guarantee, but I do think you will start seeing more colleges stepping forward to talk about how we serve our students. Do you also track um, in our more local community, are there any large companies that are taking students out of high school, employing them, and then helping to pay for their college education? I don't track that, but I'd re that's a great question, and it would be really interesting to find out. Most colleges or most employers that I'm aware of are not, but there is certainly a lot of talk about, especially with the tight labor market, helping people pay off their debt. If you work at the company for a full year, then we'll start paying a little bit towards your loan to help you pay it off and things like that. In this kind of labor market, that's what it takes to retain top talent. Interesting. It's not getting a lot of um, play right now, but it, it's epic. All the kids that I know, especially in my older son Joseph's class, they're drowning in debt. Drowning. And it, it, it all it takes one for them to, one, one section of our economy that we, we, we have a, a huge unemployment and they're, they're homeless. Yeah. They can't afford it. More than 70% of Americans in general live paycheck to paycheck, yeah. which yeah. is terrifying. On what Dominique was talking about, all right, and you said, look at the college and the statistics regarding students getting jobs. Mm -hmm. Okay, but just because they got a job, that doesn't mean that they are really educated in the ways that the company has wanted. Yes, and I, it's interesting because some people think of college as training for a very specific career, like accounting, for instance. Other people look at college as, no, this is the place where I need you to go learn how to communicate, how to critique ideas, how to put ideas that don't seem to go together on the same page and figure out how they work together. A company can teach you how to use their software system or how to w use their specific systems. What they don't have time to do is teach you how to think and write and communicate. Those are the skills that will take, and because careers change mm -hmm. constantly, we don't even know what the next 10 years are going to look like. Mm -hmm. But if you can think, communicate your ideas, and make sure that you're ready for what's coming in that regard, you will be able to adapt to whatever the specific criteria that company needs. And a lot of people are suggesting the right brain activities of including arts and including mm -hmm. um, other things other than just reading and sciences are is part of what's needed because in order to think out of the box, you have to draw out of the box. <laughs> yep. you, have, you have to know well, that it exists in that unknown space. Well, we could all sit here. You're the youngest. Richard, uh, at 24, but from 18 to 22, just the brain development al alone. I mean, you become a lot more coachable. Um, you're not the same. I mean, you started off Culinary Institute, then all of a sudden anthropology got you excited, and what a blessing that you could shift over like that. 
Yeah, and it, it felt like someone flipped a switch. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is something... Cognitive growth doesn't seem to be as gradual as one would think. There comes a point when you have an experience where you learn something and there's this aha mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. where all of a sudden um, everything starts to fall into place and you're communicating a lot better. You're, you're making connections all over the place. Opportunities start landing in, in, in your lap. Your, <laughs> your writing gets better. Your mm-hmm. language gets better. Your vocabulary gets better. Um, and in my experience, it's all based on not specifically what professors are telling you in class, but based on what you're experiencing in your, in your world, in your reality with, with the individuals that you meet, with the professors that you talk to, um, your classmates, the experiences you have, maybe you hang out with, with friends or, or whatever. These are the things that, that shape you as a person, and they allow you to go through college and go through your classes with some amount of, of, of growth that shifts very, very dramatically. So when I look back at my college experience, now it's almost like a blur because my mind is in a totally different place. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not to say that I don't remember the logistics of all the different things that happened, but my mind is nowhere near the same. I don't even know what it was like to be that person mm-hmm. anymore. You all grown up. Yeah. <laughs> you all grown up as well, Barbara. And if a good co- if a college is working, people think of colleges as this academic learning environment. But a good college, this is how I would define a good college. Honestly, a good college is one that there's learning happening out of the classroom, and it's not just random. There are experiences that are designed to challenge you and make you grow and develop the skills that you need out of the classroom as well as in the classroom. Mm-hmm. That is an excellent education in my book. And the more you know or the more you learn sometimes, the more you realize how little you do know, right. yeah. how much there is out there that you don't know. Well, we're gonna There's we're gonna find out what you know, okay? After break it, That's how about that? <laughs> that this is Eric Desalda, <laughs> the Queen of Team. We'll be back with all of our uh, wealth of information after these messages. And this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. And we've got a lot to talk about. we got Ed Langlow. Woo! Success! Uh, if I'd only known is, is the segment that I do. And it's a mentor's moment with the teens that are listening into the show or that are here at the show. And this week's topic is success. Now, the term success can be applied to many things. It's usually a successful business or a financial endeavor, but you can apply success to gaining a friend, or you can have a successful marriage, or in baseball, you can take a bunt and so your teammate can make it from first base to second base while you get tagged out and consider that a success. Now, money won't buy you success. There are very wealthy people out there that have failed many times. Having good ideas and setting goals don't on their own become success stories. Uh, The key ingredient, what I like to call the foundation of success, is perseverance. Uh, 
If you look up perseverance in the dictionary, it'll say to continue the pursuit of something in spite of difficulties. Most every endeavor that we initiate takes longer than we thought, costs more than we expected, and we have to work harder than we'd like, so we give up. And the younger you learn perseverance, the more you'll succeed at the things that you do in your life. For example, when you're an infant and you're learning how to walk and you fell down and you got up and you fell down again and you got up and you fell down again, did you give up? No, because if you would have, you'd still be crawling around on your hands and knees. When Thomas Edison was about to start his 1,000th attempt at inventing a light bulb, I'm sure somebody said, are you crazy? You just failed 999 times. And Edison probably said, no, I didn't. I just learned 999 ways how not to make a light bulb. So my advice to teenagers is if you have an idea and you decide it's good and realistic and you set a goal to achieve that idea, don't give up. Everything worth having in this life requires some effort. So don't give up on your dreams. And I promise you this, if you learn perseverance, you'll be happier and more successful and achieve more of your goals in life. Tune in next Tuesday when I'll be talking about the advantages of being young. Whoa. <laughs> All right. So guess what we got to do? We're going to take a little break on that. Youth. Uh, I like that. Okay. okay. That's the next All topic. All right. That's next topic. All right. Let's take a little break. Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Sala, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Okay, so we got to do the shout-out. I just love Carolyn at Something's Good Organic. I love her more now than I did Thank last. Thank you for taking my rooster. At, well, <laughs> well, his name is Romeo. Okay, and it's Romeo something about Romeo the rooster. You know, we had a bunch of babies, and one was a rooster. And it's really nice because at first, sorry we, to the neighbors. Yeah, exactly. At first, we thought that we could keep them. Well, that didn't work. So then we I didn't needed think to f- be that noisy. Oh my God, he got so noisy. <laughs> I know, but he's he was so good looking. So by giving him a name, this is called marketing. Okay, by giving him a name, and he spoke for himself because he was gorgeous. He's like silky. Um, I and I just, of course, I threw Dominique under the bus and said, you know, she's having a you know mental collapse over this, and <laughs> she hand fed him, and now he's we have to get rid of him. Yeah, exactly. So we need service. So now he's living happily ever after on the Some Things Are Good Organic with all, I think he has 15 girlfriends now. So that's what I'm talking about, Romeo! That's it. Very happy. So he didn't end up in a pot last week, so I'm just really excited about that. So, Dominique, aren't you happy now? I told you if we give him a name, he has a chance to live. He might get pardoned. There and, and he did. He, and he came, as soon as he came out, he knew his name. There's Romeo! <laughs> so how could you kill this thing? Well, not that, not that it's not a nice meal and all that. I get it. You know, <laughs> but we wanted to save him. So, so Dominique, how happy are you? Very. Okay, she's all happy now. All right, so let's talk about food. And yeah. that's, we got, we got Chef Richard in the house. Yeah. Talk to me about some food. 
Okay, so so carrying on with the with the trend that we've been on, um, I'm just going to talk briefly about uh, college college diets and making that work. Because um, in college, I mean, you just get bombarded with a huge array of array array. I tried to combine array and variety there. <laughs> you did it. it worked. Um, you you did do it. whatever you want on this show, Chef all right, Richard. All right. So array of of uh, of food options. You know, if you have like a meal plan and you know with a dining hall or whatever, or maybe you know you live off campus in an apartment and you know you you buy your own food. Um, there are really easy ways to make college eating healthy. Um, for instance, in the dining halls, a it's really easy. You can just choose the, you know, they provide so many things. You can choose some of the some of the healthier options, which is not too hard. Um, I don't know about this with every university, but for with the university that I went to, they were very accommodating. If people had dietary requests or demands, um, you could talk to someone that was in charge of the dining hall. But and this was a culinary college. No, no, um, oh, this, okay. this was after after that. Yeah. <laughs> this was uh, the University of Connecticut. Um, they would uh, you you would meet with uh, the director of the dining hall and maybe a nutritionist. Um, talk to them about what your what your dietary requirements are, right. and then you were able to. Um, shift the the selection um, of food to that, so the chefs in the back would make you exactly what yeah. you needed. Um, so for me, every single day, I would call before going down to the dining hall. Um, I would say, you know, this is this is what I need to eat today, and they would make it for me. And by the time I went down there, they had it on a plate that I would just grab. Yeah. Um, they just kept it in a warmer. Um, so if you have dietary restrictions, it would be good to talk to your, your university um, about that, and they will most likely be able to accommodate you. So was that based on, like, gluten-free diet? Gluten-free, yeah. So I was on a very strict diet. I was on Dr. Dale Figtree's diet, uh, which oh, is in, incredibly, back. incredibly uh, intense. Um, most things are raw or lightly cooked, uh, no canola oil, limited salt, limited spices, everything very simple, very nutrient packed and a huge amount of it. So I was able to eat, you know, a pound of vegetables, um, with every meal, um, four ounces of some sort of protein, usually fish. Um, you know, that, th that was like a, like a standard dinner. Um, you know, some sort of grain, like, like, uh, um, like rice, a healthy grain, rice, wild right. rice, quinoa, you know, whatever. Um, but they, they were able to do that. Um, so that's, that's an important thing to, to consider. Um, and then later on, it got to a point where I didn't really feel like going to the dining hall so much. And th there was a period that I lived off campus. Um, and in college, especially if you live in a dorm room, you're very limited by what you can cook. Most people have a microwave oh, yeah. and they'll Hot just plate. stick some ramen noodles in a bowl <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> throw yeah. it and heat it up for, for a minute or so. And that's what they do. I smuggled in a hot plate. And I had a pot, and I would make myself some soups. I would go down to okay. the local grocery store, you know, get some healthy stuff. I had a little cutting board set up and, you know, whatever. Um, that was easy to, to, um, to figure out and throw together. Um, I had jars on my desk of glass jars, like mason jars, the big ones, just full of nuts and seeds that I would snack on all day. That's sustained energy, brain food. Um, you know, you get all your omega-3s, your magnesium, which is great for anxiety. Um, just really, really kept me going. Um, and uh, it was just a really important part of, of being in college. I had, I had goji berries, which I talked about last week, um, instant energy, instant brain food. Um, 
uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I would even I would even cook cook proteins in my room. So are goji berries are they typically dried? How do you eat goji berries? They're typically dried. Um, you'll get them dried in in some sort of package. Uh, you can eat them in a lot of different ways. You can uh, throw them into a trail mix with some nuts. Um, what I like to do, um, just because I like to be a little more creative with food, is I will throw them in uh, hot water and I will rehydrate them and they'll plump up to what they were initially and I will cook savory dishes with them as opposed to sweet things. So I'll throw them into a soup, make a goji berry soup, maybe with like a chicken or vegetable stock base. Um, and that is that is a really, really simple thing to do. It's very warming to the body, promotes energy. Um, gets blood flow, circulation easy moving, easy to digest, exactly. Um, so some of the biggest issues that people deal with in college, um, the first one is probably stress and anxiety. Um, the first two things, stress and anxiety. Um, and diet can be really, really helpful in managing that. Um, one of the things that helped me the most was L-theanine. So every morning I would drink tea, green tea. Um, which has a high amount of L-theanine, and it would just turn on something in my brain. I would go to class just ready to absorb all this information. I had energy, you know, in, in college, I think people are more fatigued probably because of a lot of the stress. Um, the L-theanine just keeps you calm and, and relaxed. So um, 20 ounces of coffee, no? <laughs> if if people if I people use. have coffee, I really strongly recommend blending it with some butter because then you get the L-theanine. And you get the and you get the 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 caffeine will release slowly over time. And, and I've actually tried that from last week. Yeah, it's delightful. I throw it in. Oh, it's the, delicious. Uh, Vitamix. It's yeah. really good. Irish really butter. Really good. Try it. Yeah, yeah. And the I, I gold didn't, stuff. didn't know how much, so I did like a teaspoon. Yeah. And it's you don't need to if you use dairy. That's your dairy. You don't right. need to put in half and half or cremor or anything like that. Whatever you use. Guess what? We're out of time. You're coming back next week. <laughs> All right. God bless Santa <laughs> Barbara. Hey, let's let's work on making everybody in this town. Let's make somebody happy today. God bless. See you next week.